1: city Friday. Check that out. Thank goodness. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Staying warm. The good news that we've heard, Eileen's been telling us, and we'll check in with Jesse Beyer over at Global Edmonton a little earlier than normal today because of the Oilers game, but that uh, the cold snap should be breaking over the next uh, two days. So getting out of that deep, deep freeze and just getting back to kind of chilly, which isn't so bad, right? That's what Edmonton is all about. Uh, Again, uh, it is Friday. The Oilers are playing in Arizona tonight. That's City Ford face-off show gets underway at 5.30. So I'm going to be heading out of here a bit earlier today. Uh, Reed will check in at 5.20. Our pal um, Jesse from Global will join us at 4.20 today to take a look at that forecast because I don't want to leave you hanging. I know you guys want to know what's going on with that. Uh, Andrew is not here today. Andrew is not here today. He is off to Prince George, B.C. for uh, a bunch of shows. But I do need to wish my co-host... Uh, And all of you in Chedville, a happy third anniversary. It has been three years since Andrew and I got on this crazy train. (laughs) Three years that we got on this crazy train uh, together. I think we had to talk some people into saying, no, just let us do it, just let us do it. And then they finally did it, and here we are three, three years later. It has been an absolute blast most of the time. It has been tons of fun most of the time. And to be honest with you, there's no one else that I'd rather sit across for four hours a day and, uh, and share my afternoons with, well, beside my husband. But if it's not going to be my husband, it's going to be Andrew. So thank you. Here's to three more, I hope. Andrew, if Andrew's listening right now, he's like three more. You got to be crazy about that one. No way. But anyway, thank you so much. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing the conversation and getting to know you and Chedville even more. So. One of my favorite guests of all time is joining us in studio today, Kelly Keene. You know her. She's the award-winning author. I don't know how many books she's got now. How many books do you have now, Kelly? Nine, ten? I've written nine. I've written written nine. Nine.
2: Only only eight got published.
1: Only eight got published. Okay. (laughs) Well, hey, that's still pretty darn good. And I think you're working on another one. You're working on another one right now. She's a personal finance educator. Mm -hmm. And we thought it appropriate, a perfect time after Christmas, maybe those visa bills. Are coming in and you're going. Oh my goodness gracious! How did how did that happen? Because I think at Christmas time and that sort of stuff, we we, we pull out the uh, the debit card, the cash, the credit card. Probably a little bit easier. But anyway, first yeah. off, welcome back. Happy New Year and
2: congratulations on your anniversary. Seriously, I cannot believe it's I know. been three years. Three years. Where? Does the time... No, like, seriously. That yeah. flew. That flew. Yeah, they most of the time it flew. Right. <laughs> for, for me, as a, as a listener, it flew. <laughs> and, and a periodic
1: guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he'll be just so bummed out that uh, he's not here with you today. Now, I know there was... Um, I wanted to talk about Blue Monday yes. to start with because um, there was a bit of a study, a little survey that was mm-hmm. done um, uh, with a couple of organizations, and I'll let you talk about mm-hmm. that. Blue Monday is January 15th. First off, what is that usually? Is that the day when we're all like, just sucking wind and and don't want to be here? It is
2: the (laughs) toughest day of the year. Uh, And this has been a tough winter for everyone, especially in Edmonton, right? It's like one day it's minus a million degrees and it's two degrees. So this coming Monday is, it's it's coupled with, it's short days, it's Mm -hmm. cold days, it's there's no excitement left. All of the invitations and parties and all of that is gone. Uh, Maybe there's some weight to lose. Maybe there's some uh, budget tightening to have happen. And then the credit card statements are Mm -hmm. coming in. So not to make light of anyone who's truly suffering from depression. Absolutely. My goodness, if you are, that's not what we're talking about. Get clinical help. But this is just, you know, a day where everyone's really feeling crappy. And um, and But I'm so happy to be here mm-hmm. as always to put the spin on how do we make this brighter because um, w- I mean, it, and it is serious. There are people going into depressions from financial yeah. woes. Health Canada has actually said that there are an increase of strokes and heart attacks and depression because of financial yeah. issues. So, there are some people that are going to be very blue on it,
1: it. It can be such a huge, huge burden. You know, I, I think I've seen some commercials. I don't know if it's for credit counseling people and, then, you know, there's the the, the guy mm-hmm. on the back. And that's exactly what it can feel like. It can yeah. feel just like this huge weight, like you're just never, or you're in a giant hole and you're never, ever going to climb yeah. out of it. And there are ways to do it and it takes a long time in, in some cases, but it can be done. Um, now, so there's this financial blues Survey that mm-hmm. was done. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so it's going to be released on Monday, and it was put out by the Financial Planning Standards Council. Those are the folks that certify financial planners in Canada, and Credit Ca- uh, Canada, and their non-profit credit counseling okay. agency. So, kind of coming together because, as I've talked to you and Andrew on the show many, many times, um, you know, I want people to. I'm an educator. I don't no. take on clients or anything of that sort, and I don't want people to suffer in silence. And when we're talking about getting in shape, for example, so many people will say (laughs) they're hiring a personal trainer or something of that sort. And I do long-form radio across Canada. I can't tell you, Jalen, how many people will call in and say, how do I get a plan before I go and see my banker? How do I get a plan in place before I go see the certified financial planner or Mm. the nonprofit credit counsellor like Credit Canada? And... That's not the takeaway. You don't go to the gym because you look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go to the gym to get in shape. And I know it sounds, it sounds kind of trite, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, people just feel like they've messed up financially. And they're scared to talk to friends and family. And, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and appearances are a real mm-hmm. thing. Um, no one wants to admit when they're suffering and they don't know who to reach out to. And my God, if you can't pay your credit card bill, well, you don't want to call your credit card company, yeah, right? Or yeah. if you can't pay your mortgage, so who do you call? Who do you reach out for help? And that's what we keep talking but, about. Yeah, so. it's, uh,
1: it's funny though. You know, this time of year, you're exactly right. If you're comparing it to the gym scenario, and, and or maybe losing some weight, you right. know, we'll look to, you know, going out and checking out the gym, making sure it's right for us. We'll talk to a, uh, to a, uh, to a. Uh, a personal trainer. will will hire someone to help us through it. We will mm-hmm. talk to someone. You know, many of us might try to do it on, uh, on our own, but other ones do this. But when it comes to our finances, yeah. not so much. But again, and we've talked about this over and over again, about the stigma yes. uh, that comes with having um, or feeling like you're in massive debt. Maybe you are in massive debt and trying to figure it a way out. You mm-hmm. don't know who to talk to. And maybe your taxes aren't done. Exactly. Maybe you've got creditors calling. Yeah. Like,
2: and, and it could be a lot of Things, Jalen. It could be fighting with the family about estate planning. It could mm-hmm. be now um, you've got a parent with dementia or, or that you've got to put in a home. Like the thing is, is when we're talking about finances, it's it's so broad. It's yeah. so there's so much that you're gonna face in your life. So how could you possibly be an expert? How could you know how to even have a conversation with your spouse or with your family? Yeah. Y- you need some help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this survey, I've got to put my glasses sure. back on. That's this is one of the things that's changed since the last time I saw you. I need to wear the glasses all the time. I know, I need one of those. Oh, suits. my goodness. Yeah. So uh, the, the survey asked a 1,550 Canadians earlier this month the following question, when it comes to your finances, what makes you blue this time of mm-hmm. year? Um, yeah, and I, I, when I read that, I thought, huh. Good question. Yeah. Um. And then I started to think, you know, through my own personal, you know, finances stuff. And and one of them was was on here, but some of the results. And I'm going to get into some of the okay. results. I know it's 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 coming out on Monday, but we're going to you know be hit it out of the ballpark right now. Yeah. Um. More than one in five Canadians, 20% of us, has a credit card balance larger than their savings account. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, actually, I thought that number would be a bit a bit more uh, in yeah. fact um, and uh, I believe it
2: was last week Ipsos uh, came out with a poll on behalf of Global and they revealed that this just keeps escalating Yeah. Uh, that um, consumer debt outs- this is not your mortgage debt uh, averaged around $8,500 now mm. that sounds like I don't know if you think that sounds high or low but 46% of those in that poll said that they had a zero debt so now that 8500 means Said those people who do owe money owe like a lot more than that. So, um, yeah, it's and then here's another one that was before Christmas. 50% of Canadians are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills. And this was before Christmas. Imagine yeah. how many people are feeling that now. And that feels horrible. Mm. It feels really horrible to not have that
1: cushion, to not know that you've got that. So, so if you have uh, a credit card balance larger than your savings account... And the savings could be $2. Right? Right. Yeah. How do you start... How do you start digging yourself out of that hole, Okay, Kelly? so let's
2: let's create a little bit of brightness okay. here, okay? So if we were going to go, I'll just do the health analogies often do. Yeah. you, we're gonna go and get in shape, right? This is our goal. Number one, you're gonna get on a scale, and you're gonna take a deep breath, and you're gonna <laughs> see where you're at. You uh. gotta do it, you gotta do it, okay? Then number two, you're gonna start counting. So
1: take a look at the real number. You gotta take a look at the real kay. number. You take
2: all the clothes off, get real brave, <laughs> and uh, take a look at what the number is. Then number two, is, and I've had to do this, is count your calories. I started increasing these baby calories, you know, eight toffees a night Mm. and all these types of things which are starting to add up. So now I'm looking, oh right, we got to count the calories again and then lastly, as I said, you would probably reach out to a personal trainer, something of that sort. I want to talk to you after this uh, a little bit too about the whole psychology about how we set it up to win for ourselves, okay? So those are the three things we do for health. Very similar for our wealth. Number one, we want to do a check-in financially. People are telling me that they only open their bills maybe once every quarter. You don't want to do this because fraud prevention, like if Mm -hmm. you have something fraudulent go through, um, you only have a couple of months when Visa and MasterCard are going to honor that. So you've got to be looking through your bills for that, but you need to just at least take a deep breath, be brave. What do you owe? What are the interest rates? Know where you sit. Then you want to track your financial calories for 30 days. You and your family. Don't go on a budget. Don't go on a diet. (laughs) Track where your money is going, see where you can trim the fat, not where an expert tells you. So
1: so keep, a, you know, you go for lunch on, yeah, exactly. on Saturday, maybe you go for beers and watch the football game on yeah. Sunday, write it all down, the and, coffee every morning.
2: And do some digging, Jalen. If you owe a lot in debt, you might realize, wow, you your family's paying $300 a month in interest mm-hmm. charges on mm-hmm. that debt. And you're like, what? Where could that yeah. go? That, you know, really kind of gets your brain alive. And then third is... If you don't even know where to start, you gotta reach out. As I said at the top, and certified financial planner, nonprofit credit counselor like Credit Canada or, or in Alberta yeah. we have Money Mentors. Uh, get some help. These people take away the shame, the taboo. But someone's so, so, so gonna say, so, so. if I don't have any money, how do I go see them? Okay, so the nonprofit credit counselor is a free call, right? Okay. It's a free Pretty call, cool. free meeting, all that kind of stuff. If you do have some money or you do have the income, that's where you want to see the CFP because maybe they're gonna kind of move some stuff around. If you put some money in a in an RSP, you're gonna get mm-hmm. the tax refund and then you can pay that down on the debt, or they can do a little massaging of the numbers and see where to go. So, creditors calling, you go to the nonprofit, you've got some money, you've got some income, go and see a a planner. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if the creditors are calling, you need to get on something quickly.
2: Even if they're not calling, okay, Okay, if you've got the sleep at night factor, um, (laughs) you're not sleeping at night, the tummy factor, you're stressed out, that should be the red flag. Don't wait for them to call. Now, you can, we've had the conversation before, you can call up your creditors, you can have a conversation, they do not want you to default. But silence is not your friend because they cannot possibly try to figure out, oh, you know, this person's having a bad time and and I'm sure they intend on paying. Mm -hmm. If you call them up, you say, look, can you reduce my interest rate? Yes, you can make that call. Um, Can we work out a payment schedule? Maybe you need to miss a month on your mortgage. That's going to make a huge difference in your family and help you get caught up. If you don't have that confidence,
1: and a lot of people do not, Oh, it's scary. People are afraid you to. Bet it is. It's almost you're embarrassed to make the phone call because you're afraid they're going to say no, or maybe take it away. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and
2: and this is a reality. Uh, the listeners out there need to know: if you are missing payments on things like your credit card or your line of credit, these are demand loans. That means it can be taken away from you. That means that if you owe five thousand on your credit card and you start to get delinquent the bank, the credit card company can call that. And then what happens is it goes into collections and now you have a whole other issue. so that means you have to pay that back immediately. Right now and, f- and full. So you don't want to get behind. You want to have the conversation. If you okay. can't, if you can't, and especially if that conversation is owing money to Revenue Canada, don't be quiet. Have the phone call. Um, but it's tough. Hey, uh, it's, it's super, super tough. But then get someone on your side that can help you negotiate this. In any
1: of your books, do you talk about how to make those phone calls and what to say?
2: I do not. In some articles, I okay. do. Uh, okay. and, so, and and you know what? Quite honestly, it's going to depend who you get on the other okay. end of the the line. Like, sometimes you're going to get a jerk. Yeah. It makes you feel bad. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, thanks a lot, Kelly Keane." I, you know, I took a deep breath. I liked it. And it so yeah. made me feel awful. Yeah. And I can't guarantee that you aren't going to feel, generally, though, especially in Alberta. I mean, the lenders, the creditors know Albertans are having a tough time. You're not alone if you're facing this. And actually, when times are good, and if you owe money, at at least one thing you can do is pat yourself on the back and say, I had good credit. People extended the credit to me. Like, you did something good. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a failure. Here, here's an analogy. In the 1960s, People used to whisper the word cancer. Mm -hmm. It was shameful. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk about it. Today we run for the cure. We get our Facebook friends involved. You don't talk about when you can't make the bills. You don't talk about these things when the creditors are calling. I wish... That we did. I wish that you know people would be more brave in their family to talk about it. It's 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 not a reflection on you. Self worth yeah. and net worth are not yeah. um, linked together. Yeah, yeah, but you they know, do.
1: But they do link together. Well, and it does, and you know we we've seen some pretty bad outcomes from it as well. You know, I'm thinking of of someone who a lot of folks know who business wise things just got too deep, too deep, too deep, and ended up taking her own yeah, life. Exa- and, exactly. Exactly. And exactly. There's no. Let's say, come on, let's if if we, if we talk, we, we don't need to get to that point, right? Right. It's 2:21. Kelly Keen joining us in studio. She will be here till three o'clock. It looks like. You know it. <laughs> if you have questions for Kelly, you can text, text us at six thirty. Six thirty. Looks like Richard has a phone call question as well. We'll get to some of those. We have lots more to explore here as we continue on the Friday edition of the six thirty chat afternoon news. 25. Uh Kelly Keene in studio this afternoon till three o'clock. If you have a question, a financial question, not about how to invest your money or anything like that, but, you know, maybe, you know, what should you do right now? Is it, uh, is it your mortgage or your credit card? I don't know. Um, Kelly has those sorts of answers. Richard's been patient and wants to ask Kelly a call or ask a question. Hi, Richard.
3: Oh, good afternoon. Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. Actually, it's just to just offer a tip uh, yeah. to the listeners. You know, I put myself in debt in the early 2000s. You know, I did it to myself, took all the offers that came in the mail, and and at that time I was driving a full-size vehicle and realized that, uh, this, you know, it just wasn't going to work, so I downsized to a very small car. I get teased about it to this day. <laughs> However, what I save on gas in that little car pays for my trip to Hawaii every year wow. quite easily. I don't use my credit card for gas or groceries at all unless I'm absolutely stuck, but I just use it for online purchases and even mm. that it's just a small, like little things like that. I've never bought a brand new vehicle in my life. I could, but I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I just invested 40000 in this. You never invest in a vehicle. It's always losing value. Every day you get into it, unless it's a vintage car that you don't drive, it's parked in the garage. That's about the only time, vehicles.
1: Hey, Richard, how long did it take you to dig out of that hole?
3: A couple years. You... I noticed a difference immediately, <laughs> driving from an eight-cylinder down to a little four-cylinder echo.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, it made a huge difference. Just what I was saving on gas helped me make extra payments on uh, the things that I maxed out.
1: Thanks for the call, Richard. And I think Thank Kelly you. would agree with you. Sometimes it's just the little things that add up. Oh, absolutely. And actually my brother who's a f-
2: huge fan of the show, Randy, he bought a smart car. He drives around like in the winter, so like I call it his little frozen popsicle. I don't even know how he gets around. And he would brag, like, look at like you know, like yeah. twenty bucks would take him forever and I mean, absolutely. Those things make a huge difference. Keeping your vehicle and not getting into that trap, as Richard said, it's never an investment. It's a depreciable asset. It means that every single day it's going down. And just keeping it for longer. And and, and that's a huge issue in Canada right now, is people actually uh, trading in their vehicle and and they're not done paying off their their loan like Mm -hmm. you know like 20 Mm -hmm. years ago you couldn't get another vehicle till you paid off your loan or your lease now because that stimulates the economy and it gets everybody jobs and that's great and that's wonderful I mean anyone working at a car dealership knows that 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 these eight year Mm -hmm. loans but for those people that are taking those eight year loans out see this is the thing Jalen is people go to the bank or they go to a dealership they go and if they get approved they think well this must be good for me because I got approved and you know what Hmm. they're a business (laughs) and uh you have to think for yourself and really know what what works
1: for your family. But yeah, Richard, you're doing you're doing great. Keep it up. Okay, it's two thirty. The two uh, thirty news with Eileen Bell coming straight up on the other side. More with Kelly Keene. A couple of the other stats I want to take a look at the results of this survey about uh, how many of the young adults eighteen to forty four are especially blue about their finances right now. Like why? And uh, you know, maybe you want to take a vacation. A lot of us don't. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. And uh, a lot of you have already broken your financial financial resolutions and I want to know what financial resolutions are because <laughs> I think I probably need to know them uh, more with Kelly Keene after this
0: with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott this is the afternoon news on 630 chat Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station
1: Kelly Keane joins us in studio this afternoon, the award-winning author, personal finance educator. And you know what, I think it might be a, just a good moment to refresh people kind of on your background sure. um, because you weren't always writing books and you yeah. weren't always educating. You were actually in the business for a long time, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was. I was in the business for 12 years. Half of that was with a major bank and uh, really servicing high net worth, complex mm-hmm. cases, and then half of it was my own firm. and um, you know, with my husband's help, complaining a lot about how messed up my clients were. Like, you know, I would have someone who literally had millions of dollars in the bank and bursting their pipes in Edmonton because they wouldn't turn the heat up because they grew up in the depression or a baby boomer that was like spending all of their money and uh, was millions of dollars in debt, although they were making a lot. So, you know, what makes us feel good about money? Keep it, hold on to it. And that's when I started to write books, sold my firm. So 13 years out of the industry, write books, just an educator, um, trying to make people feel good about their money. All right,
1: couple of questions coming in. It says, um, I have very good credit. Can you ask Kelly, what can I do with my credit to make more money? <sighs> okay,
2: this <laughs> can be a bit dangerous. Okay. Um,
1: now, so, uh, some people employ
2: a strategy called leverage, mm. where they borrow money to invest. They borrow money o- off of their home mm. and the equity, or they just borrow it, period. Uh, very risky strategy. It can work, but you really have to consult, um, you know, your tax professional, a lawyer. You have to really get that um, if that investment tanks and, you know, you're not just on the hook for what you put in, but now the borrowed money. So, sometimes it sounds sexy and exciting to go and chase this and you have some salesperson presenting like, wow, if you borrow this money, you can do this and you can expedite your retirement. Be careful. Mm -hmm. Sounds too good to be true. Often is um, and they're like getting in shape there really is no shortcut there might be a temporary shortcut (laughs) But there is not, there's always a long-term reckoning. My last book was on fraud and yeah. investment scams and all that. And you know what? The fraudsters always lose. It's like, why not just go the honest path? So,
1: you know, we've had a lot of people over the past couple of months talking about, well, because we've been talking about cryptocurrency yeah. and, you know, especially with, you know, different stuff with, you know, some of the, the stocks that are really going well right now. And it's like, oh, I'm, I've taken this, I've done this. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, the one thing that I've learned, the very, very tiny thing is, this, you know, don't put in more than you can afford to lose yeah Right? You have to be willing to, you have to know that that could be a real possibility and it's not going to devastate you.
2: Yes. Now, I'm taking advice uh, from Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. You know, his strategy is put in 80%, 90%, whatever, in a diversified, uh, well-constructed portfolio. Yeah, play with the 5%, the 7%, the 10% of what you know, what you're going to watch, what you're going to research. It's fun. It's exciting. It's Especially if that's your industry or your passion. But by all means. Be, yeah, don't start to risk your pot. And then, Jalen, what happens too is sometimes people lose, and it's almost that gambling mentality where they're trying to make it up now. Yeah. So they go and borrow. So, back to the question what can you do with a great credit score? Well, um, maybe you ha- are m- 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 just because you have a great credit score doesn't mean you don't owe money. Okay. Mm-hmm, so right, maybe yeah. this person does owe money, paying uh, a high interest rate on their credit card. They could call up the credit card company and say, I want a lower rate. They could go into their bank. And say I've got a great credit score. Um, they they have p- uh, bargaining power to negotiate their mortgage rate, to negotiate all types of stuff. To maybe ask for um, their bank fees to be um, you know uh, eliminated. All kinds of things that they can ask for. Um, but yeah, just be
1: careful if it's okay. on the investment side that you don't go, hey, I'm yeah, you know, I'm shiny and. But and, it, and but it can work when you're trying to get those other things. So how do you find out your credit score?
2: Okay, so. Um, You need to go to Equifax Mm -hmm. or TransUnion. Now, I don't even know if you want to get into the whole Equifax breach thing or not, but people are like... Yeah, a little nervous about it, but... People don't understand that... If you have ever applied for any type of credit, you have a credit file, if you like it or not, at Equifax and TransUnion. These are the two credit reporting services in Canada. There's a third one in the U.S. Um, Like it or not, you cannot... Like, people were emailing me saying, I want to get my information out of Equifax. You can't. It unfortunately exists there. So you can request a free credit report as often as you'd like the problem with getting the free report is in the proving that it's you and you've got to send really sensitive documents like copies of your your you know your driver's license and all of this and I would recommend if you do do that you do it registered mail and by the time you've incurred that cost you might as well go online and pay for it okay I don't like that you have to pay for it okay but you can go online get your report instantly and then you can pay more to get the a score and an explanation of your score. Your report is one thing that you absolutely should check at least once a year, if not twice. Okay. Your score tells you how credit worthy you are. Okay. Um, So it's about $15 and change with Equifax, and I think $24 for your score and all that type of stuff. Now, the very first time you go to check your credit online, uh, book off some time. Don't do this at work. (laughs) Don't do this at work. Don't do this when you're pressed for time. They're going to ask for a lot of sensitive information, and if you can't answer it, you're going to have to call them up. It can be a a bit frustrating, but that's just the first time. Then you get a username and a password, and you can go in as often as you want, okay? So your score is um, anywhere where the lowest is 300, the highest is 900, Uh, only 5% of Canadians have a score 850 or better. A decent score, like a good score, is around 760, where you're gonna get good lending. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this guy had 892. Eight, that's fantastic, <laughs> fan freaking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and don't be don't be shocked or, or don't freak out if your score is not great. There could be a number of reasons. Your score is fluid; it changes every single month for better or for worse. Okay. Every single time you make a payment on time, good for your score. Every single time you make a payment late. Bad for your score. So here's a for instance: if you don't pay your, you know, utility, some of your utility bills on time, you get a little penalty and all that. If you don't pay your credit card on time, that's a huge. Hit to your credit score. Okay. So if you bank at T D and you have a TD credit card, you could flip that money over on the on the due date, no problem. But if you bank at TD and you have a CIBC credit card, you have to give that three business days. If you pay it online, you can see where this becomes a yes. problem. Okay. So you've got to be on top of these bills if you care about your credit score. This is only if you care about your credit score or you're trying to improve it because you're gonna negotiate a mortgage or something of that sort. You don't want to use all of your available credit. So, if you have a credit card that has a $5,000 limit, don't go to your limit. Actually, don't even go to half of your limit. Ideally, don't even go to a quarter of your Why? limit. Why? Because, big red flag, you must be <laughs> bad with credit because you keep racking it up. You didn't stop giving me that. Exactly, right? Um, so, you know, you want to make sure you're paying it on time, yep. all the time, every single month. Don't rack it up. Don't start applying for a bunch of stuff at one time because that's a big red flag too, like you're going for a cell phone and a yep. you know, car loan. Um, but But by all means, if you're going to be going house shopping if you're going to be negotiating, interest rates are, are starting to creep up. Maybe you want to have a conversation with your bank That's and say, right. can you hold the rate for me? Check your credit report to begin with and see, do you have something sitting? Maybe some, you know, a uh, Shaw cable bill for 50 yeah, bucks yeah. in collections. And you and you're like, oh my it. gosh, what the heck?
1: Yeah, uh, We're going to get your headphones back on you here. Jed's on the phone and he has a question about the credit score. Hi, Jed. Hi, guys. You're on the phone uh, with Kelly. One. Yeah.
4: Hey, Kelly. Hey, Jed. I got a good one for you. Okay. Okay. So, when you check your credit score, see you check it a couple times in a couple months, mm-hmm. or somebody else does it for you, mm-hmm. what are the consequences? Does that affect your credit score every time you check
2: That is the best question ever, Jed. So mm-hmm. if you're, number one, no one is legally allowed to check your credit score for you. If you actually right. ask your banker, hey, can you tell me yep. what my score is, they're legally not allowed to. Um, yep. When someone else checks your credit, you went to a car dealership, a bank, you yep. you, you applied for a cell phone, that does affect your score. That is called a hard hit. And if you do that too often, probably by the third time you're gonna get declined for whatever you're applying for if you do it in a short period of time. If you check it, you can check it as often as you want. It does not help or hurt your score. You can check it as often as you want.
4: Now I'll throw another one at (laughs) you. Okay, so I've got a good credit score. So my friend says to me, go to Service Credit Union. Go in there, get a bank account. You know what they do? They check your credit score before they offer you an account.
2: Okay, so maybe, and I don't know, I, I don't yep. bank there, but maybe yep. they're checking it, and they should be. They should be asking you. No one should yep. ever be checking yep. your score without saying, yep. "Hey, by the way." Um, yep. And I, I can only assume that they're kind of pre-authorizing maybe overdraft or a credit card or something of that sort. But they absolutely should be having this. No, this is
4: going in, and go, I go in, so so I go in. Uh-huh. I, I deal I deal with TD. So my friend of mine says to me, go to service credit unit. Great. They got great mortgage rates, you got great loan rates, you can get a card, blah, 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 blah. So I walk in the door, I go and I talk to a person. Oh, before we go any further, we're gonna have to check your credit score. Don't ask me or nothing. And I said, No, 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 don't worry about it. I said, if you're gonna Hmm. check my credit score for me to get a bank account with you,
2: Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could just be their policy. I really don't honestly orders. don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, But I mean... Okay,
1: thanks, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Jed. All right, Jed. Okay. Thanks for the phone call. It's 2.45. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. Uh, Harry and Craig have some questions. Apparently, credit score is uh, the topic of the day. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. Uh, Kelly Keane personal finance educator, expert. I'd like to call her in studio this afternoon with us. We got on the topic of credit score, and apparently it's a big one. This text came in and uh, wanted to get your opinion on it. It says, hey, Jay, my info was comp- compromised at Equifax last year. They say they're going to monitor for fraudulent activity for one year for no charge. Sh- can you ask Kelly, shouldn't Equifax monitor for longer? They're the ones that screwed up and had a breach. I should get it for life, I think. Totally unfair. She should absolutely get it for life. But unfortunately,
2: this is what they've offered. Doesn't mean you can't call them up, mm. doesn't mean you can't tweet about it doesn't mean you can't make a fuss about it because it is absolutely wrong. You bet. And for anyone out there listening, um, if you think you've been part of a breach or you've lost your credit card or you've lost your wallet or your purse or had it stolen or something of that sort, forevermore you have to be um, vigilant to be checking your
1: credit score. So could you call them up, get a person on the phone, and and try to fight for longer? Yep, absolutely. Everything's negotiable. Everything's negotiable. There you go. Harry has a question about credit scores. Hi, Harry.
4: Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious. Are there actual strategies that work to rapidly increase your credit score? Like, for instance, um, someone I know thinks that, you know, let's say they charge $4,000 on their credit card each month. And so every time they do a charge, they immediately transfer funds to their credit card. Is there any truth to strategies like that, or is it basically a, a slow process to increase the score?
2: Harry, that's such a great question. There are some places out there in Alberta and in Canada saying that they can, not just what you're talking about, but that, you know, if you pay them, they've got, like, these great ways that they can increase your score. Um, That survey we talked about at the top of the hour with Credit Canada, I've spoken at length with Laurie Campbell, the CEO of Credit Canada, and there is nothing that you can do to quickly increase your score. You're exactly right. It's slow. It's methodical. There's an algorithm that's proprietary with Equifax and with TransUnion. It's doing, like, paying, you know, paying. Like, there are some things that you can do. Don't, like I said, don't max out your credit card. And then don't max it out at statement date. Because, so, for instance, some people are really surprised. They pull their credit report and they're like... I don't even have $1 on a credit card. How could my score not be impeccable? Okay, mm-hmm. here's a for instance. Um, you know, you have a $10,000 limit, and you always pay it off every single month. Your due date is on the 8th, but your statement date is the 15th. And for whatever reason, you're renovating your home, and you happen to pay for all of your hardwood on the 15th, and, and all the time on the 15th, you're racking up supposedly of your credit card. That's when it reports to the credit reporting agency agency. So even though you paid it all off on the 8th, uh, the due date is the 15th. So little things like that can pull your score down or could help if you're aware of it, but that's still a very little thing. It's really, um, don't open new credit, don't max it out, pay it off on time
1: all the time. Thanks for the call, Harry. Appreciate it. Craig from Darwell. Hey, Craig. Hi, guys. What's your question?
0: Well, I got a, a new vehicle in 2016 and my credit was much less than perfect um and i had a vehicle prior to that that i got a loan through that mr green outfit and the dealership i purchased it from they were very helpful and they got me into this new vehicle now and my interest rate is i think 99 9.9 and they've not really been harassing me, but trying to encourage me into trading this vehicle in for something brand new and at a lower rate, they say, uh, and they didn't really come out and say exactly what the rate would be, but I'm also going to lose that equity that I've put into the 2016 vehicle. And I'm wondering if I should trade it in or just keep it and pay the thing off Or.
2: Yeah. Um, Craig, you need to do a little bit more homework. I I would suggest you go to just like a standard bank and say, hey, if I just wanted to refinance my current situation of your 9.9, what's the best rate based on my credit score? Could you do for me like separate out the vehicle purchase? and the lending like these are two separate issues now some organizations when they're trying to help people repair their credit they sometimes are padding everything (laughs) they're padding the rate they're padding how much they're charging for the vehicle so be weary be cautious shop around and then also be careful when you're using words like equity when it comes to your vehicle because there's you're rarely building much equity um yeah no i get that but i mean it's just
0: the money that like i'm paying a pretty good dollar every month but bi weekly for this thing. Mm-hmm. And like my my younger brother, he's basically my financial advisor and he said, No, keep that thing but um, a second opinion is always valuable, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I'm just, and you say go to the bank.
2: Yeah, go to the bank. It's not going to hurt. Pull your own credit report first. Know what your score is. Walk in there empowered, saying, "I'm not authorizing you to pull my credit report. I'm being honest. I'm telling you what my score is. Can you talk to me about what my options are?" And start to empower yourself. At least you can know. Okay. Well, I got to get my score up. I got to do this. I got to do that. But know what your options are. And, and hey, who knows? Maybe. best case scenario they can give you a loan at a lower rate.
0: Okay awesome. Thanks, Thanks very much for your information. Have a
1: good weekend, girls. You too. Yeah, you too. We only have about a minute left, unfortunately, and we're leaving a whole lot of folks on the phone. So, you know what that means? You have to come back again yeah, no, very I... soon. Um, but this was interesting because I've heard this before, too. And someone wanted to know what's a soft check exactly? Yes. I was shopping for a home insurance. They asked if I wanted a check for a credit score, a discount. When I said it wasn't worth it, hit on my score. They said it was just a soft check and wouldn't impact it. Right. So,
2: when you pull your report at Equifax, not so with TransUnion trans- shows hard hits and soft hits so hard hit is you went to get a loan you went to get a credit card hard hit you agreed okay and that affects your score uh, at the time okay it kind of drops off after a while soft hit is they're peeking in so ever wonder why Jalen uh, your credit card company lets you know that they're going to magically increase yes. your? Yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you think they knew you were credit worthy they peeked in so when you pull your report you're gonna see oh All of these little places peaked in. When you pull your report, it also shows too. Mm -hmm. It shows on the soft hit. So it will show you even when somebody's peaking. So even though it's a soft hit, does not affect your score, you'll
1: be like, ah, that's That's how they knew knew they could give me an increase. (laughs) Lots of information on Kelly's website at kellykeen.com. Exactly. Kelly Keen, K-E-L-L-E-Y. K E E H N can be a little tricky with a lot of E's in there, but KellyKeen.com. <laughs> lots of information on there. You can uh, you can check things out. Lots of your books are all listed on there as yeah, well. It's cool. lots of great advice um, there. Any, if anyone has questions, financial, you know, questions, just like some of these ones that of are coming course. in, is there? Is where can we throw them out to? Yeah, come to kellykeen.com, okay. click on the
2: contact tab, reach out to me, we're going to put you in touch. I don't advise, but we're going to put you in touch with the okay. right person. Nobody's paying me or anything of that sort, <laughs> so we're just going to make sure that you know the resources out there to empower you so you have a brighter uh, financial future and you don't suffer from flu Monday
1: on Monday. All righty, Kelly Keen, always great to have you in studio. Thanks, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. We'll take a break for the three o'clock news on the other side dale wishwan the ceo of booster juice part owner of the vegas golden knights dialing him up on the golf course as we speak we'll talk to him uh, about the golden knights and uh, and about the success of booster juice based out of edmonton out of alberta right after the three o'clock news stick around
0: the six thirty chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on six thirty 30 chad